When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you look like you could use a friend. Uh, actually, yes. I don't have any friends. Do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Will you be my friend? As a matter of fact, yes. Why is that? Today is National Make-A-Friend Day. What are you going to do? I'm going to make some friends. Will you be my friend? The new friendship. Okay, my friends, it's showtime. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Yeah! Welcome to another edition of After 9. It is a big day today, everybody. Thursday, just a day away from the long weekend. We've got the Leafs first place in the NHL after they beat the Habs 4-2 last night. Raptors had a good game. 137 points last night. Right on. That's crazy. Is Kyle- Powell and Siakam, 28 and 26 points. Huge. <laughs> is Kyle really going to leave us, though? Like, I'm getting a little depressed about this whole situation. I hope not. I mean, it's broken now. I think I told you yesterday that I knew his house was up for sale. Yeah. Um, so the house is for sale. There was trade rumors. It does add up, but I can't see them trading the heart and soul of the team. Then again, I said the same thing with DeMar DeRozan and look at him. So uh, Kyle is close to retirement age, though. I mean, I got to think that if they tell him, yeah, we're going to move you to, I don't know, send him somewhere like Philadelphia, where he's from. He might just say, you know what, I'm just going to pack it in and call it a career, pay me out the rest of my contract, and I'm just going to fade into the sunset. I could see something like that happening. At his age, the amount of years he's been around, maybe he's just fucking sick of this weather, because look at it outside. Mm-hmm. While it looks beautiful, it hurts your face. That's how cold it is. The air hurts your face here. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, not as much as Winnipeg, though. <laughs> I don't know why I was looking at the Winnipeg forecast today, but it's minus 33 degrees without the wind chill. It's stupid, Scott. It's stu- like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Minus 33 without the wind is fucked. Without the wind chill. Like, let's all keep that in mind. It gets to a point where it's so cold, I think you don't even, like, you can't even bring, your mind can't even understand it when it gets that cold. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're outside, uh-huh. it's like everything goes numb instantly. And you're just like, I don't even know. Like, you don't have any feeling anymore. There's Americans listening right now, and other than maybe uh, when you hear some hockey scores or see some highlights on ESPN, maybe you don't even know where Winnipeg is. Uh, Ontario is huge, and, and Winnipeg is part of the province of Manitoba, which is directly to the left of Ontario. It would be right north of, say, Minnesota, but further north and fucking cold, like just crazy cold. Now, if you're a listener from Winnipeg, we love you. This is the nationally available Scott and Cat After Nine podcast. Winter Peg. Do they hate being called Winter Peg? Uh, I'm sure they're used Probably. to it by now. Uh, can I do a couple of stories about the prime minister before we get into some fun stuff? <laughs> sure. So yesterday, you know there's an election coming, right? You know there's an election coming. It's probably going to be in June, maybe May. Trudeau wants an election bad because all indications are that this vaccine rollout is not going well. And if we had an election today, he wouldn't do very well. June, I think he's hoping his fortunes will turn around. He wants to get reelected with a majority for four years before Aaron O'Toole and the conservatives get any more popular than they're quickly getting. So. Trudeau looking to force an election. He's spending money, cat, like it ain't no thing. Yesterday, 
He announced a $15 billion funding project for public transit projects across Canada. $15 billion. Well, that's interesting timing, isn't it? Right before he's getting ready to force an election? Mm-hmm. $15 billion yeah. transit donation? Yeah. Well, that's uh, the way it goes. That's the game. Okay, but let's pay attention to the details here, everybody. No money until 2026. Hey, you guys are getting buses, and you're getting an LRT, and you're getting a subway, and it'll never happen because the money's not even going to start to flow for five years, and it's very backloaded. So I get that the mayors are all happy that they're going to get consistent, sustainable funding for transit, but think about this, guys. Not a penny for five years, and then we know how long it takes to get those environmental assessments done and lay out the projects and engineering studies. We're not going to get any new transit for at least a decade. At least a decade before there's a shovel in the ground. Very, very frustrating. And the other thing, too, is, and I actually find this a little embarrassing, but Trudeau phoned India yesterday and asked Prime Minister Modi if India will send Canada some vaccines. He kind of blew us off, too. Really? Yeah, he blew us. What did we do? What did we do? Like, how come we can't get any help? I don't know. Have we not helped other countries with anything before? Prime Minister Modi says his country will do its best to help Canada, but stop short of making any specific guarantee. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's kind of like when uh, uh, you really, really want something or need something and you start going through your head. Who owes me a favor? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to phone Modi over there in India. He'll send us some vaccines and then my my political problems will go away. Hey, Prime Minister Modi, Justin here. Can you send us some vaccines? It would really help me out. Well, Justin, it's not a good time right now. We got a lot of other things on the go. You know, we love you still, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a firm. We'll see. That's basically what happened. That's how little political clout he has around the world right now. He got a maybe. Well, but it, also the people are, are are defending their own territories. And and yeah, so it should be. They're ma- making sure that their people are taken care of. This pandemic has hit everybody financially. So I don't necessarily think it has anything against to do with being against us, but more so about protecting their own people first, which is their exact job. Isn't that what we were trying to avoid doing? I thought the whole world was going to take some vaccines for themselves and then donate it to the third world so that we don't have all the rich countries done first. And then we start shipping off the leftovers to the third world. Well, I think that's a nice sentiment. Like, that's a nice thing to think before the vaccines were even in play. But now they are. And now we're talking real life. And apparently a lot of people are a little more gimme, gimme, gimme. Mine, mine, mine first. Then we'll help you. Yeah, like we're bordering on that third world territory right now when it comes to vaccines. We've got fucking nothing. And we're we're asking anybody who will listen. Hey, can you send us some vaccines? Ah, oh, Canada, you guys are great. Here's a little pat on the head. Fuck off. Maybe when we're done, we'll we'll send you some vaccines. Or sure. Yeah, we'll fire up a jet and send them to you. Don't expect those for months. Don't expect them for months. So frustrating. In any case, uh, there's a lot of things going on today in the After 9 podcast. You, this morning, were showing me Louis Vuitton's new $8,200 sweater. What do you think of it? Would you wear this? No, of course I wouldn't fucking wear that thing. Are you kidding me? It's awful, right? Of course not. Yeah, no, this is so stupid, Scott. It's so stupid. I, I think that they do things like this just obviously to get the attention. And look, we're talking about it. So good for them. I guess it uh, worked. Yeah, it worked. But this is not the first time they put out weird, weird shit before and at, uh, stupid prices like this. Like you said, it was like eight. It's like eight, nine grand Canadian. Like, give me a break. So it's a mate. I love how they add this because obviously it's a made to order exclusive sweater. 
cake. Yeah, it's made to order because you got to wait and see if anyone fucking orders it before you make it. You're not going to make 15 of them expecting 15 people to be that stupid. It's ugly, too. And I love, I mean, you can go to scottandcat.ca if you guys want to see, like, the image, like, the model wearing it. How is he not laughing his fucking ass off? Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's exactly what you would picture, by the way. It's knitted puppets, which just look like stuffed animals, really. I'm not even sure that they're puppets. But anyway, just sewn all over a sweater. Like, that's exactly that's exactly what it looks like. There's also a ba- uh, baseball jacket, I believe. Um, there's a whole, like, collection of these uh, weird fucking things. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations are out. Eight of them are first-time nominees. Foo Fighters, is it too soon? They've still got more music to put out, right? I, I don't think they need to go into the hall yet, do they? Well, it just because it should be stated, just because you're nominated, and you might be right. I mean, you might have a point that they're not done yet, so they're probably going to hold off and 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 give it to those people who are probably done, or a lot of people who have passed on. Right? Will get the opportunity finally. That's just usually the way it works. Jay Z and Mary J. Blige are both nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's hard to deny either of them belong there when you look at the prestige of both their careers. Mm-hmm. Go Go's. Iron Maiden, Dionne Warwick, and Tina Turner as a solo act. I don't know which ones they're going to pick. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is neat if you ever find yourself in Cleveland. But I don't think you should really go out of your way to go. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Uh, LL Cool J is another nominee that many will be familiar with. And Carol King is another one. Oh, and Rage Against the Machine also got nominated. But those last few have been nominated a few times in the past. It's almost Valentine's weekend, Cat. A lot of people out there looking for love. But when you're looking for love, and there are single people listening to this podcast now. Hey now, how are you? What specifically are you looking for? What's the one thing that above all else would draw you to someone? And we're going to take looks out of the equation. One thing that you think is super important in a partner, what is it? They asked people. Being a good cook was number one. Wow. Is it that important to have good food every night and to expect them to cook every night? I mean, and if you're the good cook in your relationship, do you just take on that responsibility? It would not be like a, my number one. Um, but there are some people who really feel like you can experience love through food and that's top notch for them. Or they're just lazy and they don't want to fucking cook. So they want to find someone that cooks for them. Is just being an okay cook good enough or do you have to be like a good cook? Because, you know, I'm doing these meal kits every now and again and I feel like a fucking chef. Like last night I was I was making these braised meatballs and for an Irish stew and it was fantastic. That would probably score me some points. Majority of the time, I'll just barbecue a steak or, or some chicken and, and serve up some vegetables. I don't think that makes me a good cook. But I at least can do it competently. Does that do anything for me? I think everybody wants someone who can at least do the basics, Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree it's kind of a turnoff if you can't even boil a pot of fucking water. Yeah, if you walk into the kitchen and have no idea where to even start with making a meal, that means you can't cook. And I don't understand how you get to adulthood and don't know how to cook. That's shocking to me. Yeah. Like, even if you grew up in a household where your parents take care of everything. Everything. Yeah. You should still have an idea of how to cook. Like, what did you do when they went on vacation? How did you survive lunch hours when they were at work? You must know something. Good cook is number one. Trustworthy, number two. Yeah, I think everybody wants somebody they can trust. 
<laughs> it's funny that that's the order. That's interesting to me, but okay. Food before trustworthy. Yeah, ah, like that is a slimy son of a bitch, but wow, do they make a good yeah. roast. One seems, that seems a little off to me. I'm a little bit worried and concerned for people, but all right. Makes you laugh. Number three. By the way, for years, good sense of humor was number one on the list. It has slipped to number three when they asked this year. Also on the list is intelligent. Half of people say that's an essential trait in a partner, being intelligent. Okay. I don't know that anybody really wants to date a dummy, right? Like, you know if your partner's a moron. You might love them to death, and they might be the best person and trustworthy, and they make you laugh, and they're a good cook. But if they're a fucking idiot, there's not really much you can do. Yeah, it's Can you true. work around that? It's true. I mean, you you could. You have to be an, a kind of a patient, understanding person, I think, because if if the person... Um, does something really stupid, you need to know that that's going to happen again and again if they really are not that intelligent uh, and be willing. To, I don't know. Do you correct them? Do you realize that you're in for a life of correcting them or are you the type that won't correct them anyway so it's okay and you can let things slide? You know what I mean? You really have to be the type of person to let things slide if you know that person's a moron because I don't know if other morons know that someone's a moron. Does mm. that make sense? So if you have equal, equal, <laughs> equal moron activity happening in a relationship... I think that it's fine. But if there's one smart person and one moron, that must get difficult for the smart person. Can you correct that, though? Like, can you just like maybe your partner checks every single box, but they're stupid. Like, can you suggest, (laughs) hey, you know, what would be great for Valentine's Day this year. Let's read a book. How romantic (laughs) is that? You know what I want to do tonight? How about we cuddle and watch the news? I signed you up for a kindy class. <laughs> going to learn about shapes today. <laughs> and the good news is you're so dumb you don't even know what that means. You're just going to go. <laughs> uh, you respect them. Oh, okay. Well, that's the fifth most prioritized thing. Intelligent makes you laugh. Trustworthy and good cook are well ahead of you respect them. Hot take, but okay. Honest is number six. Kind is number seven. I'm going to take on, uh, sorry, kind and bump it up to number one for me. For me, I just want kind. If you're yeah. kind, that does it for me every single time. Sure. I mean, I feel like a lot of those things are given, right? And you don't have to just take one. Like, there's a bunch on that list that, yeah, I better have. For me, higher on the list would be uh, someone who has a good sense of humor that makes me laugh. Like, that to mm-hmm. me is much higher on the list. Similar lifestyle to your own. say, yeah, that's important. That is important. I'm trying to think of what a good example would be. Um, If you're the type of person that likes to hit a pub on after work every day, maybe you want to try and find someone who has similar hours and Mm -hmm. also enjoys going to a pub, a local, if you will, every day after work. Uh, That would probably be an example. Do you think? Yeah. Something similar to that. Or I mean, generally a lifestyle like that, right? So let's say you do have someone who is very social. I I do know couples, mind you, that make it work with one being a very social butterfly, like goes to every party, every event, goes and meets friends for beer. It's constantly like what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow, what's happening the next day. And their partner is a lot more shy, like much more. I'm going to stay at home, like, but you go out. So if you have that understanding, that's fine. Some people make it work. I feel like that would be hard, though, if you had a lifestyle that was really, really a 180 from your partners. Could two flight attendants, do you think, make it work? That would be someone with a similar lifestyle, but probably going in completely opposite yeah. directions and different schedules. I feel like that might th- make things worse um, it, it, because it is a lifestyle. You know, you make you make a good point because some people's careers are also a lifestyle. So if you have to, if you had two, 
that would probably be super difficult. What if you were away for two days and then you're like, oh, I'm back on this day, though. And they're like, ah, I'm gone for a couple days starting that day. So I'll see you in like a week and a half, two weeks. It's probably a lot more difficult. I think that's kind of like why uh, firefighters tend to gravitate towards firefighters and cops tend to date cops. You know, like when you get on that weird schedule, that is part of your lifestyle. Do they really? I think so. I know a lot of cops that are married to other cops. Really? Okay, yeah. so I did, that was not a thing that I uh, noticed. Okay. Similar taste in TV shows, books, and other media. See, to me, that's very unimportant, and it is on this list as well. It's only the ninth most important. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to date somebody that's got the exact same taste as me. I like having that discussion or being forced to, I don't mean forced like physically, <laughs> but being forced to consider new things. Me, I'm never going to read, eat, pray, love on my own. But if my partner is reading it, then I might be a little more interested in just hearing Nicole's notes. So that's good. You can expand your horizons that way. And the last one is having similar hobbies as you. Um, Similar hobbies. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I don't know if I really agree with that, depending on what hobbies you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like people have different hobbies. I don't know if I want to date a girl, by the way, that that would have uh, as much of an addiction to Call of Duty that I do. I like to sit and play Call of Duty. I don't want a multiplayer with her. You know what I mean? (laughs) What about golfer? Here's a good example. What about you love golf? You're an avid golfer when the weather uh, agrees. So what if your significant other was a a golfer and really into it? That's fine, right? I think we're going to need to start seeing other people. Really? Yeah, I mean, golf's my thing that I like to do with my buddies and my dad. I don't want to always go with my girlfriend. Now, every now and again might be fun, but generally speaking, no, no that's, that's my thing. You, you have your thing. Yeah. If she was a tennis player, I wouldn't feel compelled to go out and hit the court with her mm, unless she actually needed somebody to play tennis with. Interesting. Okay. Drunk Tom Brady is way more fun than sober Tom Brady. <laughs> I think so, too. Man, he let, her, he let her rip yesterday at the parade. So Tampa Bay... Or sorry, uh, Champa Bay, as they're calling it, because they won the fucking, what was it? They won the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, and did they win the World Series? I don't know. I don't give a shit about Tampa. No offense if you're listening in Tampa, but I really don't care because you guys are winning everything right now. But Tom Brady had his, uh, they did a boat thing, right? It was the flotilla kind of deal to show off the Vince Lombardi trophy. And Tom Brady was fucking smashed. He threw the Vince Lombardi trophy to Gronk. From a I don't boat. like that shit. <laughs> From a fucking boat. Yeah. Like, who's going down to get the Vince Lombardi if Gronk doesn't catch that? My favorite thing I saw on social media was actually tweeted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different angles of that toss that we're talking about. And mm-hmm. Tampa Bay posted the video from the boat that Tom Brady is on. And it said, Dad, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it! <laughs> but uh, there's other videos of him getting off of the boat. Because we see a lot of him on the boat. Getting off of the boat, he actually had to be like basically like carried off by a buddy to make sure that he like stood up straight and the smile on his face. I mean, good for him because you do see him always so serious, right? When he's playing football and you, you do take it seriously, but this is a time to celebrate. And I'm glad he actually celebrated because there's also jokes about him, his strict diet and oh yeah, he'll celebrate with an extra almond tonight. I saw a lot of that kind of shit, uh-huh. uh, but no, I'm glad he actually celebrated. And, and, and so they should, he you, deserves it. There's a lot of people that are commenting though, on the lack of masks and the amount of people, uh, but that, that, fine. I mean, you didn't have to be there, but a lot of people, a lot of people were just to watch it happen. Avocado tequila. He was drinking yesterday. What? What the fuck? Avocado is that? tequila. Apparently it is. That's what he tweeted out. 
Is it was avocado it tequila? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't even know how you get tequila with avocado. Like, do they put it in it? Do they just garnish the glass with it, or do they make it? Do they with make it with avocado? Do they make it with like the core of the avocado, or is it the actual avocado? I don't. I think he's bullshitting everyone. There's no such thing. No such thing as avocado tequila. Do, do you want to Google it? Should I, I Google it? I think he's no. I think he's making it up. I mean, sure, we could Google. It. I can Google it right now. Yeah, yeah. let's see thing, what you can find here. I mean, don't get me wrong. If that's a thing, I'm very interested. <laughs> I like me some avocado. Okay, let me look this up. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Is it possible that's a brand? Avocado tequila. Yeah, he spelled, he he put it a certain way, didn't he? Yeah. Fucking guy can't even stand up straight. And you know what? Good. Good for you, Tom. You earned it. You proved the world wrong. There were so many people that didn't want to see you win it, and they did. So fuck them, and you have yourself a great time. The fact that you needed a star running back to hold you up as you were getting off the boat, well, that might not be the best look, but hey, who gives a shit? You're celebrating, and you earned it, my friend. You earned it. Um, You know I hate deer. Deer, fuck the deer. Oh, I hate those things. This is a great example of why you should not Feed the wildlife, even as tempting as it might be in these cold temperatures. 77-year-old woman in Colorado was attacked by a deer in her own home. How'd the deer get into her home? Okay, I'll tell you here. This is what happened. She was bringing her groceries into the house, and she did what so many people do. Yeah, prop the door open or leave the door open so you can do multiple trips without worrying about the door. You can hold more that way. As it turns out, her asshole neighbors have been feeding the deer in the neighborhood. And as the Colorado Parks and Wildlife officers explain, deer become habituated to people. They lose their fear of people and they become more aggressive and dangerous because they want more food. Once they figured out your hood is the place to go, you've basically created the Mandarin for these sharks of the forest. So the deer saw a woman bringing groceries in and thought, "Pooh! wow, yeah, it's time for food. Let's go. So she went to her kitchen, set the bags down, turned around, and there's a giant fucking deer there okay. in her kitchen. Whoa. What would you do? Are you grabbing something and thinking, all right, it's about to go down. I'm going to have to box a deer. Yeah, I probably would. I would I would try to grab something around me that might scare the deer away. Maybe a couple pots, if I could, like pots and pans. I feel like maybe noise would make it, like, get out. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's a That's an interesting predicament. Well, you did exactly, or you would do exactly what she did. She tried to scare this mature doe away. It didn't work. Deer is not afraid of her anymore because it's been basically domesticized. It knows that there's food there. She threw some objects at the deer. It wouldn't go away. Now, she momentarily turned around, and this is another reason the deers are fucking sneaky. As soon as she turned her back, boom, it tackled her. Hoofed her right in the back. No. Yeah. She suffered multiple scratches, cuts, and bruises, this poor 77-year-old woman who did nothing wrong. Now, she was able to stay on her feet. She charged the deer, like fought back at a girl, good for you, and then finally pushed the deer out the back of the house. She grabbed a mop to help her do this. 
The uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife officers arrived after she called, and they said the deer would return in the morning, probably because the neighbors have been feeding it. That's a violation of state law. You're not supposed to feed the deer. I don't think the 77-year-old did anything wrong here, right? She handled it about as well as anybody could be expected to. No, I think so. Yeah. Don't feed the fucking deer. No, but how hard is that, though, honestly? Like, don't people know not to feed wild animals? I guess not. Like, that's the reason why we have so many issues with, like, coyotes right now, too. Apparently, people are, like, leaving food out for them because they feel bad for them. They fucking hunt. Let them hunt. Let them do their thing. Okay? That's Stop. what you do. Stop Let feeding them the hunt. wild animals. A woman in Russia was shocked after a plastic surgeon put two liters of fat into her ass and gave her a Kim Kardashian aesthetic that she never asked for. Oh, man. The 45-year-old had previously had minor surgical modifications to help maintain her youthful appearance. This includes breast implants, which she had decided could be improved on if they were removed and excess fat was taken from her abdomen and sides and placed in her chest. She wanted to take some fat from here, move it up there, and boom, big, full rack. She also decided she warranted a tiny amount of fat, just a tiny amount, to be implanted into her butt. She wasn't prepared for what happened when she woke up, though, from her plastic surgery. She is a clinical psychologist. She visited the surgeon that she'd previously used, but when she showed up, she was told the procedure would be carried out with a different surgeon instead, not the guy she's used Uh-oh. to. Uh-oh. She was worried, but they reassured her, ah, everything will be fine, you'll be good. Let me read you a quote from the woman. Imagine how horrified I was when I woke up to find they put two liters of fat in my ass. I don't know how to describe the pain. It was unbearable. I was in the intensive care unit under an oxygen mask. I was getting a heat gun from both sides, and even that did not ease the pain. The doctor didn't even bother to come in and find out how I was doing. They discharged me the next morning. Now all the skin is saggy across my entire body. The clinic denies any wrongdoing, and they're threatening to sue the woman if she continues to complain about the work she had done. By the way, I'm... I don't think that that's necessarily all that uncommon. I think if you're going in for like a cosmetic procedure, some of the plastic surgeons will make you sign something that says you can't talk shit about them. There's some contractors who will do that, too. You hire them to redo your kitchen. And part of the contract is if you don't like the work, you can't talk shit about them on social or they can sue you. That just seems outrageous to me. So they were sucking the fat out of her sides and her her tummy. They were going to put it in her boobs, and she said, yeah, just stick a little bit in my butt. But they put a lot in her butt. In fact, all of it went in her butt. Two liters of fat. Imagine, Kat, if we put two liters of fat in your ass, how different would you look? (laughs) How different would I walk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? I don't even think I could stand up. (laughs) Hello, this is not what I asked for. And they don't care. They don't want to hear it. Fuck them. Wow. Man, you're going to freak so many people out if they ever get cosmetic surgery or thinking about doing it. Listen, if you're going to get cosmetic surgery, fine. I mean, do whatever you're comfortable with, whatever makes you feel good in your own skin. But you might want to get a couple of consultations done. Talk to a few different people. Don't just Google doctors that do boob jobs and take the first one that comes up. You should do. You should check some references, read some reviews, maybe talk to the doctor and see what they want to do. Whatever it takes to make sure that you get into a reputable facility. They're not all the same. Not even close. 
Shamrock Shake is back at McDonald's. I got a notification yesterday. It made me happy, Kat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing out to me that it's there. Uh, in America in particular, apparently they're quite excited that McDonald's is bringing back high C. You know that shitty orange drink that some people liked? High C? That's still, was that ever here? I feel like that was here, wasn't it? At one point? <sighs> high C orange lava burst. Back in stores starting later this month. All locations by summer. And it will be permanent on the menu. So here's what they say. McDonald's took high C orange lava burst out of their soda machines after more than 50 years. This is as close as they're going to get to admitting they made a mistake by bringing back the high C orange lava burst. I just am not interested in pop. You know, if I'm at McDonald's and the pop machine's there, even if it comes with my combo, I'm just not interested in soda. Like, give me a bottle yeah. of water or give me a coffee. I don't want pop at that all. That was the shit that used to come in the big coolers, right? Like, I mean, if you did a order for a team and stuff, I remember, like, ginormous coolers of high C, if I'm not mistaken, would show up. Am I right there? Or birthday parties. It was definitely an orange drink, but I, I don't think that shit was carbonated, and I think high C is. So high I think C it's kind of the same, but not the same. I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you, but I certainly remember having that orange mustache more than a few times when I was a little <laughs> fat bastard as a kid. Look, always que- just always question it before you just suck it down your throat. Thank you. Uh, last thing we'll do here, because we don't want to go too long today, because we got a great Friday show coming for you tomorrow. Miller High Life, the beer, the champagne of beers. It's good, by the way. I can usually drink about four or five of them, and then I'm done with it for a bit. But I do like Miller High Life. It's a good beer. Has announced the best Valentine's Day date ever. And I don't know if this is in Canada or not, but I do want to highlight this because I think it's a good idea. They know that with the COVID restrictions right now, bars are not open. They're going to go to any bar you and your partner want. They're going to go to the bar and say, hey, we're Miller High Life. Here's the deal. We ran a contest. The couple chose your bar. You tell us how much you typically make in a day, and we'll give you even more to make this a private rental for these two. And anything they want is on the house. So Miller's going to basically commandeer whatever bar you want, and everything's on the house so you can have a proper old-fashioned date night for Valentine's Day. The winners also get a $20,000 High Life Gold card, which will cover your bar tabs for life, they say. They're not announcing the winner until after Valentine's Day, and this will take place later on this month. But it's fun to think about which bar you would pick. Yeah. Which bar would you go for if you won this? You can name anyone you want, and they'll make it happen. That is such a tough – that is such a tough call. I feel like uh, we talked about it this morning, and I'm I'm all over the map. There's like 15 different places that I could pick, but I would probably go uh, Langdon Hall. Langdon Hall. and So for anybody who's not from Waterloo Region, explain what Langdon Hall is. Langdon Hall is a very well-known hotel, a little on the ritzy side. A lot of celebrities stay there. <laughs> you don't say. It's so fucking expensive. It's worth it, but it's expensive. A lot of celebrities stay there um, when they're, you know, in town, filming in town. And, I don't know, Drake took photos outside of it for one of his albums, you might remember, at one point. It's a gorgeous property. Just a beautiful property. I've taken lots of photos there before, and I have uh, dined there before. And their bar is really cool. And I like that older, like, historic kind of feel to a bar. Mm I don't like yeah. a brand. Usually, I don't really like a brand new place. I like something that has a little bit of a weird, like a old timey feel to it almost, and that's kind of what Langdon Hall brings. So that's why I would pick them. Okay, for me, I really had to think about this because I've been to a lot of bars, 
I think that if it wasn't a date thing, it was just like a you and your buddies kind of thing. I'd probably go cabana if it was summertime. Commandeer me cabana for the night for me and my buddies because mm. that might be a fun time. Fun choice. Yep. I'm going to throw out a plug here for a bar that it's just a little hole in the wall, but they've got a great draft selection, fantastic food, and it's kind of like a hidden gem that a lot of people don't know about, even though it's in the middle of everything. It's called the Palermo Pub. It's right at Dundas and Bronte, where Oakville, Burlington, and Milton all meet. If you've never been, you probably haven't been there. A lot of people haven't. Anytime I've mentioned it to somebody, they're like, huh, Palermo, where is that? Bronte, uh, I think it's Bronte, and Dundas. Great spot, great food. That's the one that I would want. And I think it only holds like 40 people or 30 people or something like that. I like those, I like that dive bar feel, to be honest with you. And not that this place is a dive, but it's a darker bar. You sit at the bar, you drink a draft, you have some wings. They've got like one TV. Great. It's not loud. It's just a good pub. So there's a little plug for them. Uh, Although otherwise, I'd probably take that new lobby bar at the Royal York if you're going to commandeer me a bar, get me the lobby bar at the York. Yeah, that's a nice, it's a nice one, actually. I was a little worried when they said they were going to do that. And then because, you know, you mess with the feel of it, but but it, it works. It works. It's great. The library bar at the Royal York is a good one, too. You should check that out. Okay, guys, I think that's it for today. Anything else we have to mention? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Tomorrow, I believe Dave Blizzard will join us on the podcast. and We'll have all kinds of fun things to do at that moment in time. Okay, have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Enjoy your Thursday and this beautiful sunshine. They're saying don't do anything on Valentine's Day. The health officials, they um, say it could lead to another surge in COVID-19. Why everyone's so eager to celebrate Valentine's Day, I have no... We've never had a better excuse to skip it than this year. In honor of Valentine's Day, the restaurant chain Hooters will offer diners free wings if they shred a photo of their ex-partner. And for those of you who don't have an ex, Hooters is a restaurant where the waitresses wear tiny shorts. (laughs) Taco Bell is releasing a new all-purpose seasoning. Mm. Yeah, since it's Taco Bell, all-purpose means you can sprinkle it on any food or on your sidewalk to melt the ice. (laughs) 